Welcome to the 257th episode of the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, the weekly quiz cast where two professional quiz masters talk about how to write and host great pub trivia, as well as quizzing each other and our guests on our favorite questions of the week. My name is Quizmaster Lee. Not sure if you can hear Baby Brush screaming in the background, but I'm here with fellow master of the quiz, Mark Davis. She's uh, getting ready to uh, learn how to answer, ask some questions when uh, she grows up to be a quiz ma- mistress herself. Yeah, we were uh, we were watching um, Little Shop of Horrors last night, and uh, she was singing along to every song, even though she didn't know the the words. <laughs> she was trying to just like mimic what Rick Moranis and company were doing. And it was uh very endearing and cute. So she's uh yeah, she's testing out those vocal chops. So sorry if you hear her in the background for this episode, but we're here. We're getting ready to quiz and very excited to be talking to you knowers out there in oh, no nonsense yeah. trivia land. And I'll just tell you guys right now, I am sick. I have the cold, I think. I had a little bit of a scratchy throat. Uh, fell asleep watching some college football. I have uh, no offspring, but I do have that dad in me. Um, and you got when I that woke dad up, in him. Had a little bit of a sore throat. Thought maybe it was from snoring. A little bit of the honk shoe, honk me, me, me. And then the next day, I had a drippy nose. So stayed uh, stayed home, worked from home like a good boy, uh, and now doing uh, some safe distancing Zoom uh, episodes with my bud Lee. Absolutely excited just. To quiz with you, buddy. I'm excited to quiz with you. I want you to know that a couple of my friends came here from the other coast, and uh, we went to Nice Guys, and I showed them the beautiful artwork. I said, my BFF Lee did all this beautiful artwork. She saw uh, Sloth munching on a, on a leaf, mm-hmm. and she said, that's cute, and I was like, you should buy it, and she bought it. Oh, nice. Actually, much like Lyrics to Go, that piece has a Tribe Called Quest-themed name and title. That piece I call Midnight Marauders. Oh, it's got well, there kind you of go. like a purple teal color scheme. Looks like it's like an evening time. And uh, the sloth is, yeah, munching on a leaf. Yep. And she's going to put it in her bathroom, looking right at you while you poop. Uh, while I poop? Well, <laughs> I guess if I show up there. You the, mean the, the royal I, I, we. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> the, the royal <laughs> You're talking you. about me specifically. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, what kind of hex magic did I uh, <laughs> did I imbibe that print with <laughs> that I can open up a portal? Yeah. A poop portal. Yeah. It's, a, it's like when those eyes follow you in drawings or paintings. Yes. I've Very weird. had magic on the brain lately because I've been uh, checking out that Baldur's Gate 3 game I asked you about. A few oh, weeks Lordy. back. Yeah. The D and D video game. It's pretty good. That's nice. They I, made, uh, they made a lot of, eff- they made a lot of effort in, you know, putting the D and D fifth edition mechanics into the game. So it feels like, it, you know, obviously it's a video game. So it's a little bit more bound than like your imagination would be uh, if you were playing D and D at a tabletop, but it's, it's pretty creative. They've, they've got a lot of cool stuff in there, but anyways, enough about all that. I want a quiz, but, before we get to our quiz, we need to do our weekly wrap-up. So, what do you say? Of course. At Ollie's Pub, Just the Tips has been dominant, winning both quizzes over the past two weeks. Most recently with a very wide 49-point gap between them themselves Jesus. in first place and second place. Yeah. And as of this recording, they are just one win shy from tying As You Wish at the number two spot on our leaderboard for all-time most wins 
And the top three there, Just the Tips, 39 wins overall. As You Wish, 40 wins. And Shiba Inu Illuminati, despite not having been in town for several months now, 46 wins. They still hold the top spot. And I imagine that they will for at least the next few months. But at Pointy Bell Brewing Company, we had several near finishes with three quizzes all ending with the top two teams within 10 points of each other. I wrote that out. Does that make sense what I just said? We had several near finishes with three quizzes all ending with the top two teams within 10 points of each other. When I say I it slowly, <laughs> it makes it a little more sense. But basically, very tight uh, games uh, at Pointy Bell recently. Quizzes won by Mr. Sister, You Smell Different When You're Awake, and Spartans. Spartans earning their second ever victory with a very high score of 134 points. And there have only been four scores above 130 total this year. And the Spartans have logged two of them, both victories. So congrats to them. Very high scoring team there. Four and scores than seven years ago. Yes, even more scores than seven years ago. Mm. Somehow. When we were younger and in our prime. <laughs> anyway, at Fathom's Restaurant and Bar, Bilge Blowers and Seacocks recently completed a three-quiz win streak before being interrupted by first-time winners Pen15. A lot of dick-based names over there. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Pen15, they won by being the only team to not wager big on an incorrect answer that night. Ugh. Every other team got it wrong, and they all wagered big. And, uh, yeah, they, they happened to to stay in there at number one, so congratulations to them on that. Uh, also, over the past few weeks at Fathoms, Hookline and Drinkers logged a victory, becoming the second team to earn at least three wins at Fathoms. So right now, the top two teams by wins would be Bilge Blowers and Seacocks and Hookline and Drinkers, who both have three victories each. Now, that's what happened at Nice Guys. I'm Whoa. sorry. That's what happened at No Nonsense Trivia. What are you doing you're recently. not telling me about? Mark... How'd your teams fare at Nice Guys Pizza Trivia? No, I need you to tell me. I have uh, no idea. Yeah, it went, it went very well. Uh, we, I had the opposite problem. Ronald Reagan's uh, grave is a gender-neutral bathroom, winning the first round with 25 points and the second round with 42 points. Uh, still coming out on top, even though they only wager, they wagered one point for the last question in the second round. It was a sports question. So they wagered one point, negative one, but they still ended up coming out on top. Wow. However, the last question, they wagered one point and were correct. They ended the night with 61 points. However, the wet spots, 66 points, and Duval Zaddies winning the evening with 70 Duval. points. So uh, they ended up uh, coming out on top, uh, except for, of course, Whiskey Tango, who won the evening with 78 points so an exciting night i'm pumped to uh be coming up on the nine year anniversary Ooh. where we will be giving away five hundred dollars in cash like usual so if you live locally or if you live somewhere else and you've always wanted to come and meet either lee or myself maybe you were trying to like think of a reason to come here five hundred dollars will pay for your plane ticket you know Come down here, hang out, get to meet us, come to Nice Guys, no teams larger than six, and you can win that $500 in cash money. Yeah. Now, do you know if it's going to be cold, hard cash this time? No, I do know what it's going to be, but I don't want to give it away yet. I'm trying to figure out exactly oh, the it's way it's going to get money uh, again. Okay. Oh, always. It'll always, there will always be some gimmick, whether big or small. 
All right. Well, it was cold hard cash last year, so we'll see what they uh, what they come up with this year. Indeed. If you missed it and you'd like to join us for trivia soon, you can play No Nonsense Trivia live and win Ollie's Pub gift cards. Free cards at Ollie's Pub in Cape Coral on Tuesdays at 7:30 p.m. Free beer at Pointy Bell Brewing Company. Free beer in Fort Myers on Wednesdays at 7:30 p.m. Or a Fathoms Bar Tab. Free Bar Tab on Thursdays at 6:30 p.m. That one starts an hour earlier, mind you, at 6:30. All those quizzes based on your category requests. Also, come out for a special bonus Friday edition of No Nonsense Trivia at Pointy Bell Brewing Company on October 6th for an extra chance to win free beer. Free beer from Pointy Bell, based Pointy on what Bell. you know, <laughs> and some of that salty, savory, and smoky goodness by 3D Barbecue. That is on Friday, October 6th at 7.30 p.m. And of course, every week in Cape Coral, you can play Mark's Trivia on Wednesdays at Nice Guys Pizza or on Zoom starting at 8 p.m. For a link to the Zoom meeting, click the show notes, check the show notes, or visit http colon slash slash bit dot ly slash Nice Guys Pizza Trivia. N-I-C-E-G-U-Y-S-P-I-Z-Z-A-T-R-I-V-I-A. N-I-C-E-G-U-Y-S-P-I-Z-Z-A-T-R-I-V-A. Free stuff. We're still working on that one. We've got some of our musical cues figured out in the show, but please don't forget to follow No Nonsense Trivia on social media and join us on our Discord server to stay updated on all of our podcasts, streams, and events. Join us. Won't you? I went low since I got the post-nasal drip. It's a good time to go low. Yeah, I got a little of that stuffiness, so I figured I'd just play it safe. Well, your falsetto is totally out of commission right now, probably, imagine. It's probably not doing too hot. Can so. I hear a little bit? A falsetto? <coughs> no. Let me hear some Bee Gees. <laughs> just scream. That's a Broadway. Oh, yeah. Scream in tune. And that's what you get. <laughs> I got to tell you, Seth, we just did our episode on uh, the song The Way uh, by Fastball. And Seth is now obsessed with Fastball. Oh, nice. And they're actually playing in Fort Lauderdale. He's like, we should go. <laughs> so <laughs> we might go see Fastball now because we did an episode on them. And I will say their new stuff is actually really fucking good. They are, uh, they're good. That's awesome, man. I, I think I've mentioned this before, but there was a night where me and some of our friends were in Orlando at uh, Disney Springs, and we were trying to find like a restaurant to eat at or something like that. And I looked on my phone and realized that Blues Traveler was playing just, uh, you oh, know, no. 200, 300 feet away from where we were. No, um, no. At, yeah. And I, I said, guys, let's go. Well, first I told Kyle, I was like, let's get a group together and go see uh, Blues Traveler tonight. And she was like, no, no, no. And I was like, I'm going to rally. I was like, come on, guys, let's go. Nobody. Nobody. Nothing. I would have gone with you. Thanks, bud. All right, let's take a little break, and then we're going to come back with our first round of trivia questions.
we are back and we are ready to quiz. Boy, are we here is my first question for you. Which gemstone is associated with a 45th wedding anniversary? 45, huh? The big four, five. Oh man. You should ask me about my fourth or about the fourth, because my fourth and Kyle's fourth anniversary coming up soon. I don't know what the standard gift (laughs) procedure is for that one though, but 45 is way off in the distance. So I have some time to prepare. You'll you'll be there before you know it. I'll have to file this one away for a few years (laughs) to get her. What kind of gemstone? 45. I mean, diamond, like diamond seems you start with a diamond You circle back around, maybe to a diamond. 45. Hmm. I guess you could start with a cubic zirconia and work your way up to a diamond. diamond. That'd be another path to take. I don't think that either of those are the answer here, though. Um, Sapphire, emerald, garnet, uh, opal, mm, opal Gangnam style, onyx, forty-five. Man, they must have gemstones for like on the fives, I guess. Like going all the way up. Gemstones on the fives. Gemstones on the five. <laughs> You're listening. To gemstones on the five. Welcome back. This is Gemstones mm-hmm. on the Five. I'll go with, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling Emerald for some reason. Emerald. Lagrassi. I'm sorry. That's incorrect. <laughs> oh, man. That's incorrect. Um, <laughs> you did say it, though. Uh, the correct answer is the Sapphire. Oh, okay. Well, sapphire. an unlucky guess, I suppose. Somewhat, somewhat related. I mean, gemstones, uh, you know, they have uh, different gemstones for each month and stuff. But this is an astrology question. I'm going to ask you about the Zodiac here. Great. Maybe, maybe you can remember your helpful rhyme to help mm. you along here. Mm-hmm. The question is, which astrological sign, the sixth of the Zodiac, is associated with Astrea, a figure of Greek myth? Which astrological sign, the sixth of the Zodiac, is associated with Astrea, a figure of Greek myth? What the hell is my thing? A tall giraffe. (laughs) A tall giraffe can't jump. Now, can't leap? Oh, I don't remember it. A tall giraffe can't leap. Tall? If that was it. I'm looking for the sixth sign of the zodiac. Yeah, I was trying to go in to, to six. A very tall. A, a tall giraffe. A very tall giraffe or a tall giraffe? A tall giraffe can't jump very, can't jump tall. I wouldn't say tall twice. I wouldn't do that to myself. Um, that was wise of you to not do that to yourself. Can I hear the question one more time? 
A tall dra- Oh, wait. Which astrological sign, the sixth of the zodiac, is associated with Astraea, a figure of Greek myth? You could go that route, too. You just you could just know, you know, right. which zodiac sign is uh, associated with Astraea. I don't. I know Astraea, uh, I believe, means um, uh, star. Um... A tall giraffe can't. Um, I don't know. I'm just going to say Taurus. No, I'm sorry. That would be the second. A tall giraffe can leap very long. Virgo is the oh. answer I'm looking for. And you're, the, the whole uh, bit that you came up with, a tall giraffe can leap very long, so sadly can't acquire patience. That's good. Damn, I'm good. You are good. Now, if I could just remember that. Yes. Then you'd be all set. So Virgo is the virgin. Here's a question about sexually transmitted diseases. The clap is the nickname of what STD? Okay. So this one, um, I feel like there's, um, I feel like I always get this one wrong, usually, because clap Sounds like chlamydia. They have that CL start, but I think the answer is actually syphilis. And that's the the guess that I'm going to log as my answer. Let me get this one clean. Listen to this. Oh, God, that's good. Is that a Faustus? No, it's uh, Arnold Palmer. Oh, okay. I'm I'm sorry. That is incorrect. (laughs) Oh, man. Really? Syph- syphilis and Fosters. Yes, the correct answer is Fosters. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's, I was wrong there too. <laughs> yes, you're wrong on both. Uh, the correct answer is Fosters. Australia for gonorrhea. Gonorrhea. Okay. Well. Yeah. Damn. I knew it wasn't chlamydia. You are I've been wrong. A before. lot of people. And, yeah. and when I asked this question, mm-hmm. I'd say seventy something percent of the people guessed chlamydia. And they do have that. They they try and like make it be alliterative, and they are like, "Oh well, yeah, clap chlamydia," uh, but no, it is not. Mm, gotcha. There's also a widely held di- uh, in a, a, a oh factoid alert. Mm-hmm. <coughs> factoid alert. Factoid alert. People said that it was called the clap because you would get pus inside your dick, and they would slap a book on top of it. To get all the pus out. Man, what is with throwing Bibles on body parts? That, that was just and, the thing that they used to mo- do. And more dick conversation for some reason. Uh, but that is not how they got the name. How they got it, I don't know. I don't want to upset Anand, so I won't even hazard a guess. Uh, but, um, yes, uh, the clap is gonorrhea. All right. Thanks for the uh, distinction there. You're welcome. Something completely different? Shrek. <laughs> Hell, I don't know how different it is. A Shrek's Shrek probably TD. got gonorrhea. You give it, get a Shrek TD. <laughs> During a heroic rescue in the movie Shrek 2, which character is revealed by Jinji to be wearing a thong? Um. Well, <clears throat> I don't think it's Shrek, and I don't think it's his ogre wife, Fiona. I think that's her name. Um, so it would be funny, of course, if Donkey was wearing a thong. Um, and hear Eddie Murphy say, you had to draw me with a thong. 
<laughs> breaking the fourth wall, yeah. yelling at the writers. Mm. Now, here's the thing. I think the, the answer is probably the little short king guy, but I don't know his name. He's wearing clothes. I would like to say that this is also, if they made fun of him, this is also uh, not politically correct. He should be able to wear whatever he wants. And to, you know, classify cross-dressing or wearing women's clothes um, as troublesome or something to be made fun of, uh, I think that sucks. Let the man wear a thong. What's his name? It's Prince something, I'm sure, or King something. He's a lord. Lord. Oh, thank you. Lord Farquaad. Yes, Lord Fuckwad. (laughs) If you say it fast enough. Yes, of course. <laughs> Is that right? No, I'm sorry, Mark. That's oh. incorrect. <laughs> That's the why you're so willing. Pinocchio. Pinocchio. They're, okay. they're trying to get his nose to grow during this heroic rescue because they're trapped. And Donkey says, say something crazy like I'm wearing a thong. Or I think he says, like, I'm wearing ladies underwear. And he says, I'm la- wearing ladies underwear. And, and his nose happens. doesn't grow. Uh-huh. And then Gingy, uh, looks i mean you want to talk about scenes that won't age well i mean he didn't get consent to look down his pants you know so he's wearing uh, a thong yeah. so oh, yeah oh boy that Shrek. is weird okay well there you go what is a bump on a ski slope called which is formed by skiers when they are turning These are also man-made uh, for Olympic events sometimes. What is the name of a bump on a ski slope, which is formed by skiers when they are turning? Well, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think they're called the whoops. I know that we talked about that in motocross recently, and somebody had pointed out that that's also the case in, in certain skiing sports. Um, I think you're, you're looking for something else here. Um, they're a bit larger than a divot, which is a golf term. Hmm. Divot. I don't know if I know what they're called. Never been skiing. Um. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. Uh, I guess I'll go with uh, Snow Wake. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, that's surprisingly incorrect. I should. I. I could. I think this was a pretty high point one. Uh, the correct answer is a mogul. A mogul. M O G U L. Mogul. Really? Yes. Huh. Oh, okay. I wonder bum, what bum, the bum. association is there, or the etymology, like if it's if it's related at all to like. You know, a person who has uh, some kind of like business acumen in a, in a particular industry, or if it's totally unrelated. I uh, I would guess it's unrelated. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, like a magnate, I guess is is what you would uh, is what you would say. Um, but there is a kind of freestyle skiing called mogul skiing, um, a competition consisting of one timed run of free skiing on a steep heavily moguled course stressing technical turns aerial maneuvers and speed so it's like a well-used course like it's just it, you know it's got all the 
the marks from previous skiers in it or are they manufactured for this kind of thing? I think they're manufactured for it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Moguls are a series of bumps on a piste uh, formed when skiers push snow into mounds as they do sharp turns. It sounds annoying. It's like, hey, you know, like when we're out there and skiing and there's all those like, you know, marks from the other skiers that have been through before us. You want to do that all the time? <laughs> See all them bumpies? Mm-hmm. Bump, 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 bump. Seinfeld. My final category for you, Mark. What's your familiarity with the show? Your your degree of familiarity? I'm going to say the over-under on how many full Seinfeld episodes I've seen. Are you ready for this? Full Seinfeld episodes. I would, I would take the under on 15. Mm, not many. No. Uh-oh. All right. Well, I've seen a lot of clips. Mm-hmm. You know, man hands and some other like little bits and pieces. Close talker, the double yep. dip. Mm. No soup yes. for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I've seen no soup for you. And in my true weird fucking fascination I have with it, I did watch the season or series finale, having only seen like 10 episodes at the time. Um, you just need to close the book on that one. Yeah. I said, why not? Fuck it. Let's mm-hmm. do it. Well, here's a question about a character related to Jerry in the show. Appearing in the episode, The Bookstore of Seinfeld, as well as others, what is the name of Jerry's braggart uncle? Barry. (laughs) No, I like that, though. That would be good. Jerry and Barry. You're named after your uncle. I don't want to be named after him. Why did you name me Barry then? (laughs) Ironically, Barry is the name that Jerry Seinfeld voices the character of in B-Movie. Barry the Bee. Oh, well, there you go. But his uncle's name is Leo. Uncle okay. Leo. Okay. That's like a mogul thing. You and I both ask questions where it's like, you either know this thing or you don't know this thing. Leo could have been, uh, and both of those both of those names, ironically, could have been very easily sussed with a hint. But mm-hmm. neither of us gave a hint. I mean, mogul is very easy to write a hint for, as is Leo. I consider um, giving you a hint. I was going to say it's uh, the name is somewhat related to our topic in question number one. Mm, that would have been an tasty. astrological sign. That would have made yes. it very easy, though. <laughs> yeah, Uncle <I> Pisces. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Gemini. <laughs> oh, Uncle Capricorn. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> Uncle Virgin. All right, let's take a little break, and then uh, we're going to come back. We've got some miscorrections. Yep. We've even got a uh, phone-in miscorrection, and uh, then we're going to get into our second round of questions. Ha-cha-cha-cha. back and it's time for some missed corrections so i looked into uh where watership down got its name because curiosity got the best of me this is from a post on literature stack exchange it's not a fictitious name that's invented for the book so that is not the name of the rabbit warren it's an area near where author richard adams lived as a child 
The title refers to the rabbit's destination watership down a hill in the north of Hampshire, England, near the area where Adams grew up. Uh-huh. So that answers that question. I also speculated on when the first James Bond movie came out. That would be Dr. No. I said 62 as my guess. That's wrong. It's ni- 1969, so right before the advent of the 1970s, Dr. No, James Bond. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you know it, Mark, potatoes are nightshades, actually. Oh, they are? Yes, they are. So oh, damn. The uh, pomato plant, pure nightshade. Mmm. Pure nightshade. All nightshade. Oops, yeah. all nightshade. <laughs> And the third easy question they gave me, the only question I got right in the last episode, Mark, I was still wrong, actually. You asked about what the series was called, and I said Metal Gear Solid. That is just it a It is actually Metal games. Gear. I, I, yes. I, I did think about giving you a hard time about it. To be honest <laughs> with you, I didn't know 110% whether that was true, but I, I, I wanted to give it to you. Mm, thank you. I appreciate your kindness there. Of course. Uh, also, a Velocipede is a any human-powered land vehicle with one or more wheels. So this became um, colloquial with the bicycle after a certain point in time. But uh, Velocipede, any human-powered vehicle with more than one wheel. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yep. I know. And I mentioned a few restaurants that I visited last week, and I got the names wrong. I said uh, Jungle Tiki and McGregor's Grill, which were neither places that I visited. Oh, yeah. You went to Jungle Bird. I went to Jungle Bird and McGregor's Pub, Pub, McGregor's Public House. McGregor's Grill, different place in Fort Myers here, actually. Yes. Totally different location. So we want to put respect on Jungle Bird's name as well as McGregor's Public House. I, too, went to Jungle Bird this past weekend, had myself a little drinky poo. It was good. I didn't have any food there because I got there a little late. Um, but, uh, yeah. And, uh, I went to, or I, I went to McGregor's pub too, as a matter of fact. Nice. So Good go. little tour. Yeah. They seem bad. like they're far away from each other, but it's possible. You, you can know, hit both. Hey, look, you can downtown you can, Cape Coral and midtown Fort Myers. You can make excuses or you can just fucking do it. You know? Yeah. So we recommend those places. It. Hashtag not an ad, but we recommend them. Hmm, hashtag an ad for me. Well, the ad means they pay us to say it. That's well, why I say I'll mention that, that uh, I said something about both of those places because, uh, well, at least I know the owner of McGregor's uh, and I'll be like, hey, I talked about you. Give me a free friggin' drink or something. Maybe they'll say yes. Well, there you go. For me, it's coming from the heart. I don't expect anything in return for that. Wow. Uh, so okay. there you go. Well, I'm just saying you're the one that's like, I'll sell out anything, you know, give me a free beer. Well, I'll say I whatever you say want that. On my podcast. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. Hashtag not an ad. Say it, Mark. Say hashtag not an ad. Hashtag not a freaking ad. Thank you. Now you know it's coming from the heart. You can give me a beer if you want. <laughs> Let's listen to our uh, last miscorrection here. We actually got a uh, phone call here, which I love that. Mm, mm. Me too. Me too. I love it too. Actually, uh, wait, wait. We forgot. We got some other miscorrections here, don't we? In the Discord. Oh yes, uh, Sloop John B is a Bahamian folk song originating from Nassau. Yes. Yeah. I, I think that you up. were you. You said maybe Mauritius. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think I was just kind of like speaking on the side of my ass again. That was uh, Ed Sakal's on Discord, and I think Seth might have pointed that out on on our Facebook as well. Yes. Within the hour of each other. Yep. Good on you, boys. 
And now let's listen to our uh, miscorrection here from our audio. We're hearing here from Mark with a K. Remember Mark with a K? I do. He taught us how to pronounce Vincent van Hoff. (laughs) And now when I uh, say it that way at trivia, people give me this look like, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the way. That's what Mark taught me. So that's how I'm saying it now. Vincent van Hoff. Let's see what else he's got for us. Hey, guys. Mark with a K from New York, PA here. little miscorrection. I thought you guys would find it interesting that uh, rabbits are not rodents. I'm not going to bore you with the details. You can Google it. Um, But, yeah, I think Mark called them rodents. And, by the way, Lee, I also guessed badgers live in warrants. So, don't feel bad. Love you guys. Love your show. Don't love you. Well, I do, but not in love with you. Never mind. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, there you have it. Guys, Rabbits are not rodents. I I love Mark with a K. <laughs> this is a good Mark with a K. You yeah. have to admit, there's some From bad a Mark ones. with a C. You got to admit. Yeah, this is a good Mark with a K. This guy's good. Mm-hmm. I dig it. And he also guessed badgers, and I think badgers do, I think you can say that they live in warrens. I'm not going to, you know, dispute the answer to your question or anything and say I was right for saying badgers, but I, yeah. think, uh, I think in a context you might, you might accept that. Uh, I might. All right. But I don't think I will. Well, if like <laughs> Mark with a K or Ed Sakels or Seth, you heard something wrong on our podcast and you want to set it right. It's like Mark says here on the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast, two right, right a right. Wait, two rights, right a wrong. You you being right and you writing in. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what we're saying. And if you'd like to write us with a missed correction, a rate to my question, or even just a little no note, you can write to us at nononsensetrivia.gmail.com or call us at 1-929-356-6966. Or find us on social media. And please, if you haven't, go onto your favorite podcast platform and give us a rating or a review. Five stars only, please. Pretty please. All right. Well, let's get into our second round of trivia here. Please. And I've got a Broadway musicals question for you, Mark. Okay. Broadway musicals. Roxy and Velma are the lead characters in what musical that first ran on Broadway in 1975? Roxy and Velma are the lead characters in what musical that first ran on Broadway in 1975? Roxy and Velma. That's right. What is a musical that has women in it? Don't know much about musicals. Um, Well, so I think that takes out of contention some stuff. I also don't know what was released in 75. Rent, I think, was like the 80s. Um, There's only, I think, one man and one woman in uh, Phantom of the Opera. (laughs) I did play drums or bass for... 
um, guys and dolls, and I don't remember any Roxy or Velma in that. A lot of musicals that I know are older. Like, even Guys and Dolls is older. Um, shit. Um, I don't know. Um, West Side Story? 75? That's got Maria. Can I hear the question one more time? Yes. Roxy and Velma are the lead characters in what Broadway musical or in what musical that first ran on Broadway in 1975 and was adapted into a film. Oh, in 2002, I gave you a little built in hint there to help. you. Oh, well, that brings to mind another musical. Uh, Chicago. Which I know came out in like the early 2000s with Catherine Zeta Jones. And that's, she's one woman, and I think there's another woman too. It's two women. Um, are they named Roxy and Velma? Who the fuck knows? Not me. Someone knows. I think that's going to push me over the edge. I, I I wasn't even thinking about it before you gave me that hint, but made into a movie in 2002. I'm going to say Chicago. That's correct. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Well done. Well, I mean, well, you knew it. I mean, that, I gave you a hint, but you still, you still had to know it. You yeah. Know? And I, you came up, you came upon it very quickly as well. Well, I mean, I, I when I think of musicals, I don't think of them as being made into movies. I guess, even though, in hindsight, I guess Guys and Dolls was made into a movie, even though it cut oh, out yeah. Mary the Man, which was my favorite fucking song in that musical when we did it. Um, I um, well, Rent was made into a movie. I think. Uh, I think it was, but I, I don't know if it was. Yeah, that uh, that did debut in the nineties, by the way. Oh, it did. You said the eighties during your sus, but ninety four. Oh, okay, okay. I knew it dealt with the AIDS epidemic a bit, I believe. So mm -hmm. that made me think that it had to be the eighties or around then. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I didn't even know Chicago was a musical when the movie first came out. I ended up finding out afterward, and everybody was all nuts about it. Yes, and the <laughs> Renee Zellweger uh, oh. playing opposite Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, I never would have gotten that. Um, okay, here's your question for me. Taking from the Greek word for wind or breath, what branch of engineering builds systems used in industry that are commonly powered by compressed air or inert gases? One more time. Taking from the Greek word for wind or breath, what branch of engineering builds systems used in industry that are commonly powered by compressed air or inert gases? So compressed air or compressed inert gases. Well, I'm not totally sure about this, but I do know that, um, you know, a respiratory disease that you can get is pneumonia. And I do know that at banks, generally, the uh, the vacuum-powered tubes that send your deposits or your withdrawals to and from 
the teller from the drive-through lane. Those are, I believe, are called pneumatic tubes. So I'm going to say pneumatics. You are goddamn correct. Yes. That's great. Not a lot of teams got that. So great job. Thank you. Okay, moving on to brand names. My next category for you. Brand names. Yes. What brand name comes from combining the French words for velvet and hook? (laughs) I know this. I asked this question a long time ago. You know, I thought you might have. I I looked into the archive and you might have asked this so long ago that we didn't log it when you asked it. You know, it might not have. I might not have been gotten to the point where I was like writing down every single question that we asked. So this might have, I was going to say this, this might've been your question. At one point, I, I might, why I, don't you share the answer with our audience? Because I love this question. It is a great question. And it was definitely one of those like, Oh, holy shit. Uh, the correct answer is Velcro. Right. Velour and crochet. Yeah. Together to form Velcro, which how great is it that they're like velvet and crochet are velour and crochet are two French words that we use so often here. And that those two come together to make another word that we use here all the time. Right. Yeah, that might have been like, uh, you know, I've got four packed document files of all the questions I've asked, or almost all the questions. I I might have to look back in those and see if I can find out how long ago it was, because it was a back-in-the-day one, first couple of years. And uh, Quizmaster's listening, only 29% of my teams got that right when I asked it. So, a little on the difficult side, I would would say. but yeah, have fun with that one. Yeah, if you're ever around some Velcro, take a look at not the the soft side, but like kind of like the scratchy side, and you'll notice that there are a bunch of little hooks, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty 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 fascinating to me. Here is your next question for me: The Mills bomb developed in Birmingham in 1915 and produced in numbers exceeding 70 million since then is more commonly known by what name? Hmm. One more time. The Mills bomb? The Mills bomb. M-I-L-L-S. The Mills bomb. Developed in Birmingham, England in 1915 and produced in numbers exceeding 70 million since then. Is more commonly known by what term? Hmm. What term or what name? What name? That's what I was expecting. I was expecting what name. And then you said term, but a name could be a term as well. Right, right, right. Um, huh. But I think you're looking for like a generalized name. I don't think you're looking for a brand name like Velcro. Maybe you are. It, it doesn't no, no, you're exclude correct. that, but, um, the thing that's popping into my mind, 1915, I don't know if this is like too early for this because I seem to have just noticed it over the past decade or two, but maybe that's just, you know, growing up and expanding your interests and whatnot, but maybe it's a bath bomb. Maybe it's like some kind of uh, um, de- dehydrated <laughs> perfumed <laughs> ball that you, you drop into the bath and it dissolves. And 1915, I mean... <laughs> What are you doing for fun anyway, right? Get yourself a bath bomb. But maybe it's something else. Mills bomb. 70,000? I can't imagine that it's 
Well, oh, I was going to say I can't imagine something destructive, but maybe it is. Maybe it's a hand grenade. Maybe that's the the Mills bomb. It's like a very tiny handheld bomb that you throw. 1915. Oh man, the year is feeling right too. But maybe it's a maybe it's something more specific. Like maybe it's the like the the pin pull implement that really makes it like maybe uh, grenade might be a general term that is not specific to um to that i'm yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna say the the um is it called a pull pin grenade i don't maybe i don't even need that but you know what i'm talking about man the green one you know <laughs> about the size of an avocado I'm going to take it. The correct answer is a hand grenade. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Hand grenade. Very good. I'm glad you got there. Thanks. You're, you're talking about fucking bath bombs. bath bombs. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Please don't do this. Hey, man, you know me. <laughs> you got there. All right. I'm going to ask you about a TV series that I've watched four times in the past three weeks. Bluey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Bluey. Well, the episodes are only 15 minutes, you know. 10 minutes or so. That's fair. It's the animated kids show from Australia. So shout out to Holgast and our other Australian listeners. Yeah. Crikey. I went to Outback and, uh, sent that to a friend of mine who lives in Australia and they were like, Nope, don't do that. Stop it. No crikey. Yeah. No crikey. I wonder what our version of crikey is that they, uh, they say that we say all the time. Yeah, if you live in another country and there's like in a place that does American, what's your food, American? Yeah, what's your Americanism that you do? Yeah, I would, I, I would be very curious to know. Well, here's a question about Bluey. On Bluey, what cliche dog name belongs to Bluey's sister? Fido. No, sorry, it's Bingo. Okay, yeah. close. You got the O on the end there. Yeah, that's Nemo. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. There was no way I was going to know. I just went with my gut and just like threw it out there. You could create a short list of uh, cliche dog names, though, if you didn't know, if you if you wanted to take a little bit more time, if you were in a live trivia environment, you know, mm-hmm. there, there are several options. Spot, Fido, Bingo, obviously. Mm-hmm. Spot is a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, here is your last question for me uh, for this for this uh, round here. This is a geography question. I know you love them. Which two countries border the Dead Sea? Uh, let's see here. The Red Sea. Don't separates. even go down that. Don't even start. Well, I want to. I want to discount Sudan and Saudi Arabia. Well, shit, man. Maybe they border two seas. Say, Maybe you've got sea upon sea. Damn. I shouldn't discount those, I guess. It's a C&C music factory. It truly is. What with the dead and the red? So we're going... I, I think it's between... Betwixt. Africa and Asia? So maybe go with one of either of those? No. I don't know. My geography is so bad. I don't even know where to begin. Israel and Libya. Sorry, that's incorrect, but it's close. You got one of them. Oh, really? Israel and Jordan are the Mm. correct countries. Israel and Jordan. Is Jordan close to Libya? 
<clears throat> it doesn't matter. I didn't get it right. I shouldn't. I should take no pride in any of that. So <laughs> anyway, good question. I just didn't know. And uh, you know, this is this just shows the importance of having a good team. You know, you we've talked about it in the past, but you don't want your uh, your teammates to think exactly like you and have all the knowledge base that you do. You want a diversified knowledge base to suss your answers from. It's true. This man knows yeah. what he's talking about. Let's take a little break, yeah. and then we're we're gonna come back, and uh, we're actually gonna get right into our final questions. Oh yeah! And we are back, Lee. I've got one final question for you, my friend. Okay. And it's relating to art. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. My final question for you is relating to art. Oh, this is Let's go. Here's your last question. The collodion process, also known as the wet plate process, is used in what form of art? The collodion process, C-O-L-L-O-D-I-O-N, also known as the wet plate process, is used in what form of art? I'm not sure, but I, I think that this is uh, something I came across in uh, my studio art program that I was in at FSU. And I think that this was a, a printmaking technique where we would dip a copper plate into a solution and then um, put some ink on that and then press it onto a, a sheet of paper or some other medium to make a print. So I'm going to go with printmaking. Sorry, that's incorrect. Ooh, okay. What other wet plates are there? The correct answer is photography. Oh, collodion. Yeah. Hmm. Now it is part of the, um, you know, the making of printmaking. Yes. So, I mean, maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe it technically right. is, uh, so I, I mean, I'll give you uh yeah, I'll give you some, I'll give you 75% credit. Cause you don't use that in digital photography. I bet. Yeah. That's probably right. Yeah. Hmm. So you're right. All right. I'll get I'll get partial credit for that. I'll but give you, I, you, you, yeah, analog photography is what you're talking yeah, yeah, about yeah. in a dark room. I, I guess yeah. I, I I was thinking specifically about photography. Well, that's what I was describing. Like, yeah, I was describing another kind of printmaking, um, right? And taglio printmaking or whatever it's called, but the collodion. Okay. Thanks for the info there. You're very welcome. I still don't know if I got that right or not. I think but, uh I think you're probably yeah, wet plate collodion photography. Um discovered what's that, that involve? Col- in 1851, Frederick Scott Archer, an Englishman, of course, discovered that collodion could be used as an alternative to egg white or albumen on glass photog- photographic plates. Collodion reduced the exposure time necessary for making an image. 
This method became known as the wet plate collodion or wet collodion method. Collodion was relatively grainless and colorless and allowed for one of the first high-quality duplication processes, also known as negatives. <clears throat> so, uh, you know. An important step in, in photography printmaking. Probably, I don't know if it's used much today. I, I have to imagine not. Probably not. But, but I would, yeah, that's, that's almost an art history question, mm-hmm. I think. I'd agree. Yep. That's the interesting thing when you get the answer sheets, you don't know the background of how you, your team's sussed to that answer. And so if I had written down printmaking, you would probably just like look at that and like weigh it like, uh, yeah, all right. But me having explaining to you, having explained to you how I came to that answer, you were like, nope. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. Like, no, uh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a, I had a team, uh, a player come up to me after, I read some answers this week at one of my quizzes and they, it was like a pharmaceuticals question. And they were like, well, in chemistry, the abbreviation means this, which is, I, I think the question I asked was in prescription writing, the abbreviation lowercase AQ period is short for what? Do you know that Mark? I don't, but I asked a kind of similar question. Uh, my, I think last week, not this past week, but the week before, that was about shorthand uh, and what something means. So, funny. AQ short for water here, aqua. Oh, lowercase okay. AQ period. But um, somebody came up and said, "What if we wrote down aqueous?" And I was like, mm, "Not really what I'm looking for here. I think it's usually used for water specifically, not just like any kind of liquid or or anything like that." And they were like, well, in chemistry, it, it, it's short for aqueous. And, you know, I'm thinking maybe on a prescription it could be. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I mean, I guess it could be, but that's not the answer that I'm looking for here. And it's not a chemistry question either. I'm, I'm speaking yeah. specifically in, in prescription writing. So, yeah. Anyway. Sorry about your luck. <clears throat> yep. Sometimes it's best to underexplain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm getting at here. But I have an art question for you as well, Mark. Okay. And, uh. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's been a little theme to all the answers here, and maybe that'll help you out in guiding you to the right answer. If you know it, if you're close, maybe you don't know it at all. It's kind of a tough question. Here it is. What painting technique used by artists such as Vincent <clears throat> von Hoff and Willem de Kooning has a name of Italian origin and involves using thick and heavy applications of paint? What painting technique used by artists such as Vincent van Hoff or Van Gogh, if you hate fun, and Willem de Kooning has a name of Italian origin and involves using thick and heavy applications of paint? Might catch Bob Ross using this technique from time to time. So you said your questions all have a The answers all ha- have all something in common. Mm-hmm. Um... Well, I remember Chicago, and I remember Velcro, and I remember, what else do I remember? Hmm. Dong, da, dong, dong, dong. Oh, Pinocchio. So they all end in O. Ding, ding, ding. Leo. Virgo. Mm. 
Interesting. I was sneaky this episode. I was sneaky in round three of uh, one of my quizzes this week, too. I don't think anybody picked up on it. The O thing. Hmm. Um, Italian origin, heavy paint, probably ends in an O. Which doesn't fare well for me because I was not thinking anything that ended in an O. Not that I really know what I'm talking about anyway. Um, Italian ending in O. Van Gogh. How did you paint, you bitch? What you did on that starry night. You did. That's the one. Or one of the ones. Yeah. And sunflowers or whatever the fuck you painted. Mm hmm. I went to the Van Gogh Museum, uh, or like the uh, thing that little tour. The traveling exhibit. Yeah. Yeah, we did too. That was awesome. It was neat. Did they have like the the full uh, projection room? Yeah, where they were projecting on. I every could have service. sat in there all day, man. Yeah, it was very cool. It was a nice production. It was. And then they had a, a as you're walking into it, there's like a gallery style walkthrough where they give you a little biography of his life and his work and you know different important parts of his life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. I'm going to guess um, God, I, I I don't even know what to fucking guess. And I have a feeling you're going to tell me and I'm going to be like, oh, fucking heard of that. Um, I'll guess. Um, I, dude, I don't even know. Um, pimento. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> no, it's not pimento. It is something that sounds vaguely delicious, though. It's also not a close answer that I got, which was en pasta, E-N-P-A-S-T-A, which I looked up and uh, roughly translates to, in other words, pasta. Okay. But the correct answer is impasto. Anytime you see, like, thick, heavy applications of paint where they want you to see the brush stroke, the visible brush stroke, mm-hmm. you know, that's uh, that's impasto technique. That's and yeah, Starry, Starry Night is a good example of that. Huh. Well, son of a bitch, I came away knowing something new. There you go. Mark? Lee, thank you. Thank you. Great questions today. Yeah, you too. I always love learning something. And if you want more great questions and uh, you aren't aware, we just posted up a bonus episode on our Patreon with uh, 12 extra questions. Mm. You can go over there and sign up to support the show. And uh, there are several tiers that give you uh, several distinct benefits. So go check that out. It's at the nono.com and just go to the top where you see the link that says support. Click on that and that will take you to our Patreon page. And thank you for listening, everyone. Please join us every week for a new episode by subscribing to No Nonsense Trivia Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. You can support the no-no in several ways, the easiest by sharing this episode on your social media accounts with your friends. You could also leave us a written review on your favorite podcast platform, and you could support the podcast by buying some merch. There is a link in the show notes for that. And as I mentioned, our Patreon is a great way to support the podcast directly. Cha-ching! Thank you to our Patreon supporters for helping us out with the show. Daddy's got a car payment now, so if you want to sign up for the Patreon and help him out, I'm Daddy, if you were wondering. 
please sign up. Uh, we have a couple of new. I'm looking to get up a car payment soon too, so we'll both be car daddies. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of proverbial light keepers that we are adding to the rungs. A very, very deep thank you to Kelly Young. Kelly, you were thanked on the uh, on the bonus episode as well. So double thanks to you. Uh, Joey Neville, I believe, of the Neville Brothers. And Cookie the Rabbit, uh, which is the rabbit, of course, of uh, if you've ever played my uh, Zoom trivia of Rose and Connor. Uh, sweet little rabbit. Not only do you get to do trivia and do we get to shoot the shit and talk, etc. But sometimes when they shake the little food pouch, Cookie the Rabbit does come out to play and you get to see Cookie the Rabbit and it's very cute. That's worth it. Indeed it is. Also, thanks to our Pibs Masters, Kaz, Rick G, Adam, a.k.a. Dr. A.G.E., Sam Spencer, Blake, a.k.a. Motor Liquor, Brandon Long, Adam Volk at Esma and Redcrest Kitchen, Tim with Pat's Gar- Sir- Garden Service, Tommy, and Gil. It's, it's Gil. And our team captains, Ed, Hayden, Matt, Skyler, Kristen, Fletcher, Lydia, OG Aaron, and David Holbrook, David Holbrook, David Holbrook, who is currently partying uh, in uh, Las Vegas, I believe, and will be heading. Oh no, I'm sorry, partying in New Orleans, um, ah. having a having a good time, celebrating a friend of theirs' birthday. Uh, so I hope you get back home safe. Yeah, we got John Lewis and John Lane out in Vegas right now. They're in Vegas, yes. Yes. People, our friends are all over the damn map. Yeah. Happy birthday, John Lewis, by the way. Indeed. Yeah. Also, Justin Peterson's birthday recently. Jesus. Also, Dallas's birthday recently. Yes. Also, Pibs Master Kaz came out and celebrated her birthday at Pointy Bell this week with us. So, happy 40th to Kaz. Hot damn. Happy birthday, Kaz. And if you'd like to write us with a rate my question... Or rate us with a write my question. Or a missed correction, you can do so at nononsensetrivia at gmail.com or call us at 1 929 356 6966. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, X, and Threads. And on YouTube at No Nonsense Trivia. YouTube. Do you want to hang out with us throughout the week? We have a Discord channel you can join. Just check the show notes for that. We also have a Facebook group. Uh, the link for that is also in the show notes, or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense No No Non Trench. <laughs> the link for that is also in the show notes, or you can just go on Facebook and search for the No Nonsense Trivia Podcast to join us there. Or you can come up to one of our trivia's and you can hang out with us in person. And it's finally, a good time. yes, it is. I have a blast. And finally, don't forget to leave us a rating on your favorite podcast service. Five Five stars only, please. Until next time, no-nonsense listeners. Have a great week.